And I want my anger to come through in crystal clarity. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm, Perfect. I'm so angry. I'm just yeah, so angry. Whatever for? <laughs> I just... Silly and pointless rules. <laughs> I just... I've got a lot to say. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you ready? Funny. Expensive. Wanna Whatever. Be happy. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Funny Papers, a show where three thirty-somethings share a collective psychosis about the classic '90s cartoon show, Doug. I'm Mike, and with me are my friend Sam. It's Doug time, baby! Woo! Woo! And Jim. The age of men is ended. The age of I'm baby has come. And to herald that, uh, we have a very special guest joining us today, uh, our friend and also, side note, Jim's sister, uh, Katie. How are you doing? Welcome to the show. I built a blanket fort just to record, and I, I, you know, well, that actually sounds <laughs> sad now that I say it. <laughs> <laughs> you are by far already the most professional guest, or not even guest, among all of us uh, at recording. <laughs> most professional member of this show thus far. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you for coming here. Uh, Katie is a doctor and a writer. An actual talented person. Right, yeah, we, it's we really have touched, we've touched on before on the episode when Dahlia came on that like every guest that we have is like exponentially more talented oh, yeah. than we are. <laughs> so, oh man, how, how does it feel? You guys can just keep complimenting me. I could take this all day. <laughs> you know, everyone else is like self-conscious about the, oh God, they're just calling us heroes. That doesn't fix anything. It's like, no, but it is pretty cool to be called a hero. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have to be accurate. Yeah, you're told thank you for your service, and my thank you. I sat around last night doing fuck all, but uh, I get hero points for it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, uh, your act of heroism today is to bear the grand burden of talking about Doug. How do you feel about this show? Do you have any, like, uh, attachment to it nostalgically, or, like, how do you feel about it as a medium? So the show itself, I remember vaguely, uh, it was... So in my elementary school, there was a big, big cafeteria where everybody sat while we waited for the bus, and they would play Nickelodeon on the television. It was always too too loud in there to be able to hear it. So when I think of Doug, I think of the intro, and then you got just a TV sort of after I left. Bullshit. <laughs> they just to, just to spite you. <laughs> I guess. They, <laughs> And it was, it was, so when I think of Doug, I was just like, oh yeah, that existed. It's so like that generically positive. And I was like, I, the, the intro's pretty good. And even as I was starting to watch this episode, I was like, yeah, this intro is really good. This isn't going to be as bad as, as they make it sound. They're just, they, they play it up for the podcast. And then. <laughs> yeah. But then. The, but then. My, my, the note I have written here is initial impression. I'm just. So angry. <laughs> oh my God, I have to watch this again. What have I done? Do you recall, uh, we'll get into it as we get into it. You don't have to tell the moment right now, but do you recall the exact moment where you shifted from, this isn't so bad to, oh no. Yes, yes I do. 
<laughs> I'm pumped. Okay, uh, well, then let's get into this one uh, today. We cover episode 18, part one of Doug. In all episodes after the first, Doug was separated into two 12-minute shorts. And episode 18, part one's title is Doug Battles the Rulemeister. And before we like super get into it, though, we need to make a note about episode numbers it's time uh, to discuss canon the most important yeah. subject of all this is gonna be yeah. like when those two bodybuilders argued about how many days there are in two weeks yeah. the answer is there's five actually they're both wrong <laughs> right yeah sam and i had like a 15 20 minute discussion i very stupid is the, is yeah the <laughs> about like which order these episodes should go in because right here at this moment the order of episodes that were aired differs from the production order uh of doug and this episode is like it was produced like four episodes later, but it was aired as episode eighteen. And but when you look at like a listing, like a like a listing on any site where you can watch this show, it won't list this as episode eighteen. It will list this as episode twenty. But in terms of air date, which is the only true canon, this is episode eighteen, right? Yes. And they also it I mean they fucked this up before because they aired the pilot first but the pilot happens chronologically after the second episode and then on the (laughs) time was sick from a very early point on the disney on the disney run if you go to disney plus and watch the disney's doug the finale is the third from the last episode so you watch the finale (laughs) and then there's two more episodes on after that it's just incredible that yeah. kicks so much ass. But I mean, yeah. this episode particularly brings us more into the world of sick time and, and how that's oh, different oh, even yeah. Doug's ability this... to write a narrative. <laughs> Definitely. We have discussed that a lot on this show about how even in universe time is sick, but this is like evidence to show that even from the outside looking in, the time in this universe is fucked up, right? Yeah, time yep. bends to the whims of the eldritch deities who control it to spite Doug. And uh, in this particular case, we see one of those deities in its full potency using its power explicitly just to screw Doug over. I'm also not sure if Mr. Bone is even like aware of how time works, given that he is he's, (laughs) he's there on a Saturday to like watch over the kids in detention. But then he's like, oh, no, I'm going to miss my yodeling practice because it's on Saturday. But you have to. He has Don't to be there. there. Wait, save it, oh, save it. There's so much more wrong with time in this episode. Oh, yes. That Just is from, like... A, like, from a sheer like science fact standpoint. <laughs> oh, like, science so, like, there, there are some jokes in this where I was like, oh, that's actually like a funny joke. I could imagine seeing that on Animaniacs. But Animaniacs wouldn't have pulled some of the bullshit that they do with time here. <laughs> yes. Or if they did, they would have hung a lampshade on it in an entertaining fashion. <laughs> right. Oh, I recall just there's a single throwaway in, in Animaniacs that was a extended reference to both Heart of Darkness and how much everybody in Hollywood hated Jerry Lewis. There's just an opening sequence of, we were going to go to studio whichever. Wacko drove. And it's like in one of those classic old movies where you see the line moving across the map, except for because it is a character who is unstuck from reality. He is simultaneously taking every road at once, and so the map is exploding in a 
entire spider's web of red lines, and then the character cuts in with, then I drove, and they collapse down yeah. into a single line and keep going, because, okay, we're having a gag about, aha, how funny that would oh, be. Oh, wow, it's a, right. it's a joke. It's a visual yes. joke that they execute properly. What? <laughs> As opposed to in this, where, well... If you'll take the extra four steps, you could maybe make this funny. <laughs> right. Well, let's take those steps now and start I'm getting starting into to this. sweat. I know, right? <laughs> it begins. So Doug starts this. Uh, he's on his way. He says he's on his way into class, uh, reading their classic science book titled H2O Chemistry. Water. <laughs> How you can turn it into double bomb. <laughs> yeah. He's reading it lo- while walking like a total fucking nerd. And he's only <laughs> carrying that book, too. Where the hell are the rest of his books? Right. He's uh, just on patrol reading his water book for whatever the hell reason. Yeah. It's like, oh, you, if you make water cold, it, it turns into ice. Wow. <laughs> Magic. Uh, well, he just forgets so it 10 seconds later. <laughs> <laughs> right, yes, that's why he has to read it over and over again. He's cramming for the test. Uh, but yeah, so he's on his way down the hall, and Roger and cohort are also in the hall, and they're standing like kind of poorly. They're hiding behind a small statue, which is a statue of a naked man holding a book that says knowledge on it, which is spelled wrong. Yeah, it doesn't have the D, which in this <laughs> podcast, you know we can fix. <laughs> and, oh, but, ah, but give is me a he, second. Because he's, Wait, holding the, because he's holding the word knowledge minus the D in front of his crotch. That he is. The D lies beyond. <laughs> And his name, he's our founder, Hyo Bluff, H-Y-O. Yeah. That looks like it should be a joke, but I can't discern any sort of humor or reference from it. Also, why is there a statue? Oh, that's weird. Yeah. (laughs) Why is there a statue of the founder of the school in the school next to the lockers? And why is he naked? (laughs) Why is there a founder of an elementary school? And he has a very dynamic face. Like I noticed this especially because I find I find uh, Mr. Bones' face really unsettling because it's such so much nothing with little pinpoint eyes and then the oddly full lips. Yeah, those gigantic yes. dick sucking lips. I yes. really find Mr. Bones' whole thing uncomfortable. And then you've got Hyo Bluff here, who's got like a very dynamic and like interesting looking face. I was like, can we switch, please? He looks like he's feeling very confused and afraid about the fact that he's just been turned into stone to be used as a sentinel on behalf of Mr. Bluff. Yeah, I especially like the term dynamic as a a descriptor for a statue. (laughs) That's that's literally a thing in, like, uh, statuary and stuff because there are static poses, which are very clearly just somebody standing stock still staring implacably into the future. And then there's all the ones where they're on the back of a rearing horse looking like they're about to throw a spear or something. Like, it's possible for a statue to convey motion. And Hyo Bluff does convey the motion of cringing in terror because why is he naked and only has a book to cover up his dick? Well, then let me uh, reset my calendar of days since Mike knows an obvious smart fact (laughs) on this show. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, fine, whatever, I believe you all. 
I'm going to start telling you facts, and you're going to have to guess I'm lying or not. <laughs> People have done this to me at my job before, where they like will read a Wikipedia article to me, and then like change the facts in it while they're reading it to me, and I go, oh, wow, I didn't know that. And yet you continue to <laughs> deny the dicks. truth of cat penis. What the hell's <laughs> up with that? Don't take advantage of my pure gullibility. <laughs> <laughs> We would You're never do that. You're too pure for this that. world, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> You're, too okay. You're too pure for this show. <laughs> <laughs> You're just looking for an excuse to say cat penis more. Oh, don't yeah. worry, I'll get there. No, I know. Whatever, stop. Let's go. Stop. No. So Roger introduces himself with, Hey, funny, why don't you do something constructive for a change? Put these on. And he hands Doug a pair of pink polka dot underwear. You may ask, put why does Roger dog. have these? <laughs> Shut up. Doug, put, put the underwear pants on. on. Put the underwear on, Doug. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to watch it do it, Doug. <laughs> no. To which ro- like, Doug hits back with the most kick-ass counter-argument I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm already wearing underpants, Roger, which... Yeah, no, thanks. I've got my own underpants, Roger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. And he's, like, he's stone-faced while he's doing that. Like, he doesn't understand that, like, oh, Roger was trying to help me. He's trying to give me underwear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so he rejects Daddy and says that he won't put it on. Uh, and then Roger's like, no, obviously I meant to put it on the statue. We always dress up Old Man Bluff on school anniversary day. And Doug is like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I'll do that. <laughs> Doug is the most gullible person. More Doug, than even, me. But the thing is, Doug even notices. <laughs> Doug notices that something doesn't seem quite right about it, but he can't say no. He can't just, like, not do something. He doesn't have <laughs> yeah. any... He can't have any agency in his decisions. Yeah, no. Though, well, I, Rogers insisted I do this, so I guess I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and also, the thing that pissed me off slightly further looking at it because Doug's immediate reaction is he's going to put the underpants on the statue's head. The statue has one leg up. You could attempt to get the underpants <laughs> around the statue's ding-dong. But no, you thought underpants go on the head. <laughs> Doug. Yeah. Not only that, but it's like he's trying to wrestle them down over the head like he thinks he's going to be able to get it past that spot. Also, <laughs> yeah. presumably Doug walks past the statue every day. Like, would he not? Would he, would he would have seen underpants on it once? Well, no, because they only do it on school anniversary oh. day. And may, maybe it's been a year. Maybe it hasn't. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah, good point. School anniversary day didn't happen last year, so it's happening three times this year. That's how time <laughs> works. Asking Doug to notice something that doesn't immediately affect him is also quite an ask. True. Yeah, good point. <laughs> Oh shit! Okay, uh, bunch of other kids. Yeah. yeah, bunch of other kids wander on over and ask uh, Doug, "What? What are you doing, Doug? Wh yeah, why are you like, doing what you are currently doing, Doug? Why Doug, do you why think you're committing vandalism? <laughs> yeah, Doug, that's a crime. That's not a rule, Doug. Well, that's no, a crime. <laughs> Doug explains it, and they go, "What are you talking about?" And then Roger immediately emerges from the ether. And like, <laughs> why was his reveal trigger? Them saying, what are you talking about? It's like, like, let the bit breathe. You could have gotten more humiliation out of this, Roger, instead of just like, aha, slight <laughs> confusion. My work here is done. Yeah. <laughs> now let's all go to school jail. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Summoned by someone tampering with the idol, as is the inevitable want of Mr. Bone, he shows up and proclaims that, aha, you've been, you violated a rule, and starts flipping through a gigantic book of rules to explain that, ah, you violated the tampering with undergarments rule. And well, hold so on. Hold on, there's two very important things about that, about the fact that he's doing the tampering with undergarments rule. First off, this book that he's holding is called the Big Rule Book 24th Edition. Mm -hmm. So there's been like iterations and revisions and revisions to this book, right? So, and we presume that I this is written the fourth by Bone. edition rule book. It had better tactical combat. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Nice. Jim, hang up the call. <laughs> nice. Jim, just because they nerfed your fan fiction build in the fifth edition of the rule book, <laughs> you got to move on with the times. Thank but, God they've got new versions coming out regularly. Right. Also, I feel obligated after yelling nerds at someone for making a Dungeons and Dragons joke. I routinely get frustrated while playing Dungeons and Dragons with people because I know the rules too well and no one else knows them. <laughs> yeah, yep. you are the rules meister. <laughs> <laughs> but, rules uh, are actually good I yeah. like them Well that's kind of what we're, we might Want to learn from this episode <laughs> Oh my god Whatever. But So there's also another thing in this When he's flipping through He names a bunch of rules as he's flipping through He says Let's say tampering, tampering with undergarments Boxer shorts, flannel briefs Here we go Rule number 47 any person or persons involved in or around the act of putting polka dot and underwear on the school founder statue. So he has different rules for if you deface with different types of underwear. Yeah, Except there really only appears to be one punishment, which is one Saturday detention. <laughs> yeah, they're right. all, they all just say go to detention. There's, oh, no, yeah. <laughs> there's no need for a book at all. And I guess that's the joke. Just because you rule meister fuckers were probably like, aha, but I'm doing it with boxer shorts. And I was like, damn. This whole episode is about pedantry as a weapon. And, <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, oh yeah. I do actually, because I was just listening to something else about this recently. There is a great case of pedantry as weapon going really hilariously backfiring. There's just like the earliest cases of uh, like the gin craze in uh, England. Like, back when they first basically developed the ability to mass-produce hard liquor, and society didn't have any way to deal with it yet, mm -hmm. like, there was this gag that you do with the new hayseeds coming into town where they've used to having a pint at the end of the day. So you'd hand them a pint of gin and say, here, drink this on me, and then you'd watch what happens. <laughs> That's kind of what happened to me once. Yeah, yeah that was, happened. That was a really <laughs> shitty thing. We're sorry about that. <laughs> I didn't do it. Yeah. No, I forgive you, my friend who did that, who I won't name. I forgive you. I 100% do. But yeah, like the other thing about that was because Parliament was freaking out about that, they passed a rule saying that, all right, you can no longer sell gin or anything that has been flavored with juniper berries. And so they immediately started taking the juniper berries out of gin and naming it Parliamentary Brandy and selling even more of it. Hmm. Okay. So in this one, that's so that's a pedantry as a weapon to like. Yeah, that's a when authority uses a attempts to use a stupid and pointless rule to try to get around something that's an actual problem. Well, just people go ahead and work around the stupid and pointless rule because you can't figure out how to address the root of the problem.
if you have a rule for, hey, just don't vandalize the statue, but no, for whatever reason, somebody decided, we need a sub-distinction because actually, I think if you put boxer briefs that are the right color on it, that's actually, that gets you a medal. That's art. <laughs> you should trust me, I'm an artist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, well... So everyone gets the tension for even being there, right? Like they're just while you're in, even in the vicinity of someone touching the Associates idol. Associates to crime. Yeah, you are all in Saturday detention. If you have witnessed someone doing this, you the guilt passes on to you by Off fuck you, <laughs> right? And and then when when Mr. Bone says, and you can all thank Mr. Funny here, uh, the sting is uh, it's 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 Doug. With the music in the background, that means something bad has happened. The woo, 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 woo. Yeah. And then on either side of him are Roger and Skeeter, immediately <gasps> on either shoulder, both of them glaring at him. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, so that's amazing. Like, dear reader, uh, we have talked a lot about how, you know, Roger and Skeeter may be the same person. That's an amazing observation. Like, it's a very angel and devil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And neither of and them like, like him. And also, A, Roger is upset that they're getting in trouble, even though it was his idea. And B, Skeeter's his friend, so it's weird that he's glaring. So this brings, like, it could have been either one of them who, like, is in this instance, like, actually there. But since they're both on either side, it's both at once. This is great. Yes. <laughs> uh, did you guys notice um, Mr. Bone doing the butthead laugh after he, like, sentences the children to detention? <laughs> oh, yeah. He the chuckled. only time he's like, <laughs> one Saturday detention. <laughs> it's the only time I've like laughed at the show. Yeah. Also, the haha is particularly entertaining because teachers don't like having to come in on the weekends any more than you do. Yeah, they don't want to go back to work on Saturday any more than anyone else does. You've generally got to really piss them off to make them do that. Right. Oh, man. Well, so from here, we go to the title card, uh, and we snap back after, and now we're in detention. Can I just and say real quick about the yes. title card? It's chilling. Doug, it, it, it's a dark room. <laughs> Doug walks in. He's backlit. It's like the scene from Cheating, which is an old MST3K short. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it looks dark. And it looks like the judgment. Yeah, Doug is going into the room of judgment. Oh, no, this is the title card. Never mind. It's yeah. a sensory deprivation room. Yeah, <laughs> he's going to the room of du judgment that also has like his name plastered on the wall. And he just goes, that's me. This is your room, <laughs> Doug. It's your room. This is where you live, Doug. I also got really close to saying the room of Dougman. <laughs> the room of Dougman. <laughs> Well, time to get myself a new apartment and have a room of Dugman in it. <laughs> Make your own rule of Dugman in these easy steps. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So we come out of the title card. We come out of the room of Dugman. And uh, we see that now everyone's in detention. And Mr. Bone is, like, pacing up and down. So we assume that it's Saturday now, right? Because it's a Saturday. We assume, yes. yes. Correct. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Bone is pacing up and down, and he's reciting rules to everyone in detention. And there's also a bunch of rules on the wall. Uh, did anyone look at yeah, these? I, yes, yes, I wrote them down. I wrote them Same, down. but you go for it. You go for it. Okay, because there there's, one, there's one that's very important here. So it's no taffy pulling, no Cornish game hens, no marimba playing, no grabbing other people's comics, no coin rattling, no knuckle cracking, no lint balls, no corny jokes, no banana peeling, no rule breaking. Now, we learned in one of the most more recent episodes... That 
that banana peeling is old school for a horse shitting, right? <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Shit, you're right. You're I didn't saying, get that. There's a rule here saying no shitting in detention. <laughs> <laughs> Hold it in, damn it. Pissing is still I mean, okay, though. Some rules are Group good, your though. pants, so. dog. <laughs> <laughs> Like also no diarying the shower. Also, <laughs> very much in the uh, like you know how in uh, old cartoons and also sometimes in video games you have it where there's the background and then there's the interactable elements that will later be worked with by yeah. our heroes. Yeah, exactly that level of effort has been put into this because everything else mm-hmm. on the rule list is kind of vague and backgroundy and you yeah. only see it if you stopped it like we now can with the power of modern technology but no grabbing others people's comics is in a different font much <laughs> yeah. bigger in the middle of it it's like yeah remember this it'll be important later it's the only time that they have a fucking setup as we'll, yeah. we're about to learn everything else yeah. just happens <laughs> yeah my other uh so bone is also like listing a bunch of things that you also shouldn't do like note passing like spitball uh one of them is daydreaming so doug is in trouble every day oh yeah it's uh, going in the hole Right. And then my favorite one that he says is now whispering behind the back of the assistant principal. Unless you're the principal. Butt Savage is a law unto himself. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Butt Savage is allowed to say whatever he wants about Mr. Bone. Oh, oh man. Christ. But okay, so Doug is like drawing at his seat and he says, gosh, who would have thought that you would get in trouble for breaking stupid rules? I bet Quail Man would know how to deal with a rule maniac Uh, like Mr. Bo. Oh no, it's a Quail Man episode. Oh no. This is the exact moment that I got angry. (laughs) Who would have thought you could get in trouble for breaking stupid rules? Like that, what? Yes, obviously, always, yes. That is part of what makes the rules stupid. If you didn't get punished for breaking them, their stupidity wouldn't matter. And yeah, like, they wouldn't true. be rules. There's, and there are times when there's like a moral imperative. Just because a law exists doesn't mean it's a just law, right? Sometimes it is the just thing to break the laws. Sometimes you take the punishment for the stupid rule. But for the idea to be, but the rule was stupid, so I didn't think the punishment would actually happen. It's like, no. <laughs> No, sweetie. No, no. <laughs> also, you did vandalism. That's you did. You, that's like a law. You broke the rules, my man. Yeah, you, yeah. Just because you got tricked into it doesn't make make you any less guilty. Yeah, you did the thing that's against the rules, and you got in trouble for it. And I don't know why this is the first time this has happened to you, except that you're a white man. <laughs> yeah. Except for wait a goddamn second. We already had this episode. Doug didn't what? do it. Remember. The one oh, yeah. <laughs> Roger tricks him into thinking that, like, not even thinking that Roger tricks him into looking like he stole Mr. Brown's precious idol. And yeah. he, at least in that one, there's no whining about who would have known I would have gotten in trouble for breaking a stupid... <laughs> no, that time he instinctively got it. No, I stole something. I would be punished. Well, it looks like I stole something. Yeah. I would be punished for having done this. I'm just imagining Doug being like naked and just covered in blood and being like, who would have known I could get <laughs> in trouble for breaking a stupid rule? Yeah. Spoiler warnings. We haven't gotten the Disney Doug yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
And also, this assumes that all rules are created equal. That right? is the other thing about this episode that I will launch into. Is yeah. Yeah. This, oh. this is, the, I, and maybe I'll, I'll try to hold some of it back, but with, <laughs> with, with, with the weapon of pedantry, it's saying that if you can prove that something is inconsistent in a rule, then that means the entire structure around that rule is corrupt and not worthy of being listened to. Which, as someone who's been having to give people contradictory advice... Because we were saying one thing back in February, we were saying another thing in March, and we were saying another thing in April. It's maddening to hear someone go, aha, so if you weren't right last time, why should I listen to you now? It's like, because I'm doing the best I can. If global warming happening, why snow outside? <laughs> Indeed. Yep. And as we, will learn, as we will learn later in the episode... Why no can haircuts? Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's save that for when we get there because this is a very topical episode for uh, right now in this moment. The first uh, and last time Doug will ever be topical. <laughs> well, god willing. We'll see. Yeah. God willing. If you're listening to this in the future, we're taught this is we record this one. During the coronavirus times, and two, when the United States still probably existed. <laughs> <laughs> it's a history piece. Okay, so, uh, so we, God, we are just getting into this episode now. Uh, so, Quail Man, this, it launches into a Quail Man sequence for this. Uh, and the narrator tells us that Quail Man is the superhero who can stay up past his own bedtime. It's shaped that's, like a joke. Joke adjacent. <laughs> yeah. You're getting there, buddy. Power. That he has. So, uh, Quailman is in the thicket of solitude, and he gets mail uh, in his mailbox, and it's just like a bunch of junk mail and bills and stuff. Well, no, hold on. I want to jump in here because they've ruined that even. There is a <laughs> newspaper in there with a title card that says, Bird Crosses Get Road, which is a pretty solid gag by Doug standards. But then Doug, <laughs> after looking into his mailbox and seeing that he has gotten the newspaper, says... Oh, it's just a bunch of bills. <laughs> Doug. This is, and the other thing, the other thing is that uh, if you look at the frame where where and then one of the letters drops and and Doug goes, "What's that? Not another sweepstakes, I hope." If you look in Doug's hands, he is holding a pick. He is holding a letter that also has the silhouette of the Rulemeister on it. As Porkchop picks up this letter that has a silhouette of the Rulemeister on it and says, oh, the, uh, buy the big, stupid, pointless book of rules. You may have already broken a rule. So Doug is holding it in his hands as Porkchop picks it up off the ground, and then Doug takes it from Porkchop to view it. <laughs> Time and space. Are, space is also sick now. Or the Rulemeister just sends out like 10 of these things a day. That is true. That is. True. So uh, he 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 sees that uh, he has this mailing from the rulemeister, and uh, he says, "When will that scoundrel learn that rules shouldn't be silly and pointless? They are for the common good of the people." The rule saying you can't shit in detention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Um, so. Yeah, he, he says, time for some serious investigation. And he, like, crumples up this paper, and he throws it on the ground and litters in the forest as he flies off. Yep. So, yeah, that rule is bad, too, I guess. Uh, and he flies off to the mall. Big government uh, telling me I can't dump crude oil in my own backyard. <laughs> yeah. 
But so he flies off to the Four Leaf Clover Mall. Uh, but this is weird because later we learn that he knows where the Rulemeister lives, right? But he's just like, let's go to the mall. Time to do some serious investigation, by which I mean I'm going to go have a snack. I need yeah. To go, I need to go shopping. <laughs> right. I would like some treats, please. Well, so he flies to the mall uh, and he sees a bunch of like obey the rules or else posters. They're posted by the Rulemeister. Uh, and so, like, he goes, well, I think the Rulemeister may have gone too far this time, but let's see what the people think. Uh, and everyone behind him is, like, standing on their heads. And they tell Doug that, well, it's 3 o'clock. That's what the rules say. Everyone stands on their head at 3 o'clock. And, wow, what, what, a, what a pointless rule, right? Oh, no. Yeah. It's so funny. I like how and, this joke. And then... <laughs> Quail Man says something like, Someone has to stand up to the Rulemeister and just say no to silly and pointless rules. Wow, what a superhero! Says the rich girl to the guy saying, Let's have it be okay to do whatever we want to do at the mall. Yeah, because he <laughs> says, he's, Someone needs to stand up to the Rulemeister. And uh, this was, so my, the way I watch this, I watch it the first time all the way through without taking notes, and then I watch it the second time with notes. Uh, let's hear it. The Rulemeister may have gone too far this time. I wrote, we're four and a half minutes in and I need to take a break. And then, <laughs> and then someone needs to stand up to the Rulemeister. It's like, at this point, I'm just angry. Because he doesn't... It just... There's the no... The concept of the rules applying to me is wrong. Just absolutely <laughs> tedious. Tedious yeah. is a wonderful world for it. Yeah, Totally. So, but he goes, well, you know, justice can wait, actually, because first, we need to go get a snack. The frozen cheese is funny. The frozen cheese yeah. joke is funny. Yeah, this is also the point where it becomes agonizingly obvious that this is a conservative working through what he hates about liberals, because everything was fine up until it interfered with his ability to get delicious frozen treats. Right, treat time. <laughs> you you crossed the line at treat time. This is going too far. <laughs> yeah. So he goes to uh, the, he goes to a place called This Can't Be Frozen Cheese. Uh, it's And he says it's not just yummy, but also less filling than other frozen cheeses. Just say ice cream. Just God <laughs> damn it. No, I liked it. I thought it was funny. I thought it was whimsical. I always think that, like there was a poster in the background for Wisconsin land. Yeah. Based, of course, so on the fantastical state of Wisconsin, long lost to time. Yeah, we have talked about does this take place in the United States? It's like because it's like in Virginia adjacent. That's like the setting of this this whole campaign of Doug. Yeah, but like, but like using the twenty fourth edition rules, this takes yeah. place on the flat Earth. <laughs> Prove me wrong. Of course, but on the flat Earth, does Wisconsin exist or is Wisconsin land? Wisconsin's like, probably uh, like a balkanized like state into itself. It's the planet after Italy. Makes right. sense. Makes sense. <laughs> it's the, the plain of Wisconsin land. <laughs> <laughs> From which the frozen cheese and the, its attendant peoples devolve. I like it. Right. But so also in this place, there's a list of the flavors that are available in this cheese zone. Uh, most of them like are just kind of weird, but there's a couple that are pretty good. Uh, they have the chicken fat popsicle. That's yeah. nice. Uh <laughs> They have uh, they have the close encounters, and then also the close encounters with nuts. <laughs> and oh, you nice. can't comment on that. There we go. Oh. I didn't see that. That rules. <laughs> That's not allowed. That's good to talk now. About. 
The rules do not forbid close encounters with nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen some documentaries. Yeah. Oh, man, those are some good flavors that they offer at This Can't Be Frozen Cheese or it's, Services. It's not frozen cheese. It might be frozen something else, though. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, I got another one with me. <laughs> oh, man. But okay, so the clerk walks over to give Quailman his change, because I guess he didn't give it to him at first. Uh, yeah, he was given his of- food and then later on was given his change, as right. one does. But so then the guy like hops around and dr- scatters the change everywhere and says, oh, well, we have to hop around when he gives someone change, because that's the rule. Right? Uh-huh, cool, and man. Sick. Awesome. Um, <laughs> and this is the rule that gets Quailman in trouble, sort of. Um, because the, the, the rule meister, it like zooms out, and the rule meister is watching this on a surveillance camera. Uh, and the rule meister is Mr. Bone, but wearing like World War I gear? I don't know. Yeah, like, like, what is he's this? got a little Kaiser Wilhelm, Wilhelm hat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, is there anything that's like that we should know about like being a Kaiser at the time? I can I'll... absolutely give you this one in Give us a short one. Two easy short steps. one, Jim. Right around this time is the time when uh you have the dawn of conservatives tar- starting to talk about well actually liberals are the real fascists. And so if you oh. have the guy who's pr- distributing a bunch of pointless silly rules that he says are for your own good but we know it's just because he wants to feel powerful yeah of course you dress him up wait, like a german dictator wait is this code for pc please yep is it oh, really oh my god oh no i didn't realize it till jim said it but yeah those silly <laughs> pointless rules like I can't say these words, and I can't throw my plastic straws directly into the mouth of beluga whale anymore. <laughs> <laughs> my freedoms, America. I Wisconsin no, land. I'm not allowed to shit in detention anymore. Has this world <laughs> gone mad? <laughs> oh my god! But so, Mister Mister Bone, the real Meister, he's like, oh man, these. You've gone too far this time. Even though, like, Quillman wasn't breaking a rule in this. Yeah, right? no, he didn't break it. He didn't break the rule. Everybody no. was yeah. following the rules. Nope. <laughs> nope. He broke the no standing on your head, at, like, the standing on your head at three one. But that's not the one Mister Bone got him for. He got him right. for being nearby and saying a rule was stupid. Yeah, and like the clerk was doing the rule. Yeah, right? yeah, no. no, no, nobody broke a rule. Nobody broke a rule. <laughs> Which takes you to extra on the further on this early freak out about PC thing because the worry wasn't that, oh no, they'll get me for not being politically correct. They'll get me for saying being politically correct is dumb. Oh, wow. That was always the fear because, again, uh. like the. People are less receptive when you say that, why won't they let me say the insert ethnic slur here but when Mm. you say well they're trying to get me just for saying we deserve freedom of speech that sells a little better than they won't let me say any of the things john mccain has ever said about anyone (laughs) well so the rule meister says now you must pay my precious weekend blaster will speed up the earth's rotation from friday to monday not how it works. Not how it works. <laughs> I couldn't remember like what the rule meister did in this episode, so I was just like, 
what power does he have over these people? I mean, his superpower seemed to be like, I just have a list. But no, he's got a machine that will break space-time. Yep. Which is a rule. Space-time is a rule that he's <laughs> yes. He is still an eldritch principal, and if you violate his arbitrary constraints, he will unmake those on which you rely. Right. And the thing is, is that you don't need to do any of that to abolish the weekend because the weekend <laughs> is not a concrete part of yeah. the Earth's rotational properties. It's not yeah. like a it's year. It's a human concept. It's a human concept, which means it's arbitrary, like a rule. So he could just just change the rule because he's a rule person. As documentary movie, that one Superman movie that I forget which number it is has shown Superman us. Two. <laughs> if you rotate the planet Earth backwards, it turns time backwards and allows you to bring people back from the dead. <laughs> Therefore, right. if you sped up the rotation, it would bring time forward and this episode would be over already. So hurry the fuck up, <laughs> Superman. <laughs> right. Oh, man. It would definitely it not result in every single person on the face of the Earth being flung out into space. Oh, right. also, when he says, oh, so he's going to speed up the rotation of the Earth to make it from Friday to Monday, what they show is the Earth rotating rapidly around the sun. And so they're yeah. flying out Here's of its orbit. <laughs> <laughs> like, this, would also, yeah. like, this would also knock the moon out of uh, Earth's rotation. Now we don't have tides anymore. And yeah. is probably chucking the Earth at Mars, judging by the way it fucks everything up. The Like... The Rulemeister sure, has the- just killed everyone on the surface of the planet Earth in the name of punishing Doug. Yeah, I think, Which, I think okay, not justified. having tides. I think not having tides in advancing years is a fun side effect to all life being wiped out on Earth. <laughs> well, that's what you fucking right? get. That's the real liberal agenda. They want to kill us all. <laughs> But oh as we God. learn, it's not all it's not the mass destruction of all life on Earth that's the problem. It's that there's no more quail brunch. Yep. <laughs> Explicitly. Doug will bring that up in just a second. Yeah, that's an amazing point for these times. But yeah, so Quailman is back in the thicket of solitude, and he's listening to the messages that he gets on his answering machine. Uh, one is from Dinks being like, oh, man, I, we, we could have hung out. We were supposed to hang out this weekend, but we couldn't, and, you know, I couldn't find the time. Uh, Mayor White says we were playing, supposed to play goof-off golf, but the weekend's gone. Oh, no. Also, Bud, and, says, Bud says call me at work, which he doesn't have a job. <laughs> yeah, no. he's, a, he's a home author it's Call me in my house <laughs> Also Bob White calling up Quailman to say Yeah we were going to play goof off golf Yeah that's not code for anything Crank yeah. off golf <laughs> Oh my god and also, Quailman, he, he looks at his calendar. He has a calendar of himself. He does. Fucking, <laughs> fucking vain asshole. What, you people don't? <laughs> right. And said, I do take umbrage with the idea when someone's like, who has pictures of themselves in their house? It's like, well, no one else is going to have pictures of me that look good. <laughs> Fair point. I'm the only one who cares about these pictures, so I have them. Amazing. My desktop background is just a super zoomed in shot of my face. <laughs> So's mine of Sam's face. The less said about mine, the better. Swap them off <laughs> so we can look at each other forever. Yeah. When I woke up this morning, my background had changed to that, and I wasn't sure why, but now I know. Hacker man strikes again. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh yeah, but uh, so yeah, and as you say, Katie, uh, Quail Man's like, Do you realize what this means, Quail Dog? No more playing Quail Ball. No more Quail Brunch. Also, does Quail Man have a job or like go to school? Does this impact him at all? Yeah, I don't think uh, Quail Man, uh, Quail Man has no distinction here, but he is being denied his ability to eat breakfast food and day drink. <laughs> right, like he, every day for him is the weekend. Like who? Yeah. Why would he give a shit? Yeah. And why? Because and it, no one else can join him for quail brunch. Right. <laughs> yeah, then, that was like, such a heavily just, attended event before. What if you just went? Okay, I guess Thursday and Friday of the weekend now, because you know yeah. that's how days work. And also, this totally ignores all the people that have to fucking work on the weekend. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. They're I guess poor. They don't, they don't matter. Oh, mm. This is That's Richmond, Virginia, baby. All those people live in the big cities, and we very carefully make sure that we don't have to worry about those in this pleasant little suburb. The guys oh that serve you frozen cheese have to work on those days. Yeah. <laughs> oh my I, god. You're gonna have to repeat that to me. I. You seem to be suggesting that those people were people and not automata that exist for my pleasure. <laughs> Oh my god. I actually have written in my notes the no more quail brunch. I cannot separate this from COVID-19 and it's painful. And right. then the dub and oh boy, if you thought that was bad now. Right. And then we get to the mob. The mob yeah. protesting outside of of uh the rulemeister's vicious castle. <laughs> An entire uh -huh. like again the category of far too topical. As of right about, well, this past week or so, there have been a whole bunch of extremely stupid protests that it turns out have almost all been astroturfed by the usual right-wing people. Like, still there's something like 90% agreement among the people of America that, no, we really shouldn't be breaking quarantine yet. That'd be a really <laughs> stupid idea. But there are a small, angry, suburban, white demographic that is thrashing at the doors of government saying, bring back my weekend, or as BB Bluff so wonderfully puts it, but when will I get my hair cut? Yeah. They, they legitimately say, but when will I get my hair cut? And I was so angry. I was just so angry. It's so on the nose for, yeah. I, I mean, like, if you wrote it into a script in 2020, you'd just be like, no, redo that line. You're just like, <laughs> okay, you're making it too fucking obvious. We have to at least uh, pretend to some degree of subtlety, but no. Jim Jenkins doesn't, can't predict the future, right? We don't <laughs> think he has any access to that. Well, um, he's there's been a bunch of inventions that Dinks had that have been later in. He could predict I, the future, but only if he was being dismissive about it as stupid. Like he predicted yeah! the iPod, but he thought, who would ever want this stupid gadget? Maybe he's got the Billy Pilgrim disease from Slaughterhouse Five. <laughs> he's yeah. just seeing all time at once. Maybe that's why, like, he can't write a Doug script where time works. That right. makes sense. Yeah. Oh, I'm picturing well, Jim Jenkins as Dr. Manhattan, but also Skeeter. <laughs> oh, no. I'm well, tired of this... these people. I'm tired of being caught up in the minutiae of their lives. Honk, honk. <laughs> <laughs> well, in this horrible dystopia where we have to have quail brunch remotely, uh, we find that, that, that the Rulemeister is lording over these protesters and he's saying, you disobeyed my silly and pointless rules, so everyone must suffer. And 
Like, there's like a picket line. Also, is this like, could this be like kind of a labor protest kind of thing? Like, uh, oh, this guy says you can't, like this guy disobeyed, therefore I'm going to take away all your workers' rights. Which is why he's really careful to make sure that the stuff that they're angry about isn't anything that would relate to, oh, I don't know, whether we live or die, but about (laughs) stupid, petty conveniences. Like, their argument is, like, the weekend, people died to bring the weekend about. It was one with blood. But these are people who are talking about how, well, when will I get my hair cut? And when will I get a day off from school? And you want your weekends back? You'd better obey my rules. It's explicitly established that the only reason the big mean rulemeister is taking this away is because you didn't respect his authority enough, not because he actually stood to gain or anything. And then and then if we bring this to the COVID direction, so he goes, My little plan was a success. No one will dare disobey my rules again, no matter how ridiculous they are. And there are people who genuinely believe that all this quarantine stuff is just training us to be good little sheeple. See, look, they took away all of your freedoms, and now they, and now it's just helping making it easier for them to do it again later. And they're doing it now so that you'll learn that they're all powerful. And like, listen, I'm not a dipshit. I don't super <laughs> duper trust the government, but I'm also not a dipshit. And I know that infectious disease exists. Yeah, Yeah, even when they open, like, the states that they opened shit up already, like, in Georgia, like, most people are just like, no, I'm not fucking going out there. Like, (laughs) all their numbers are way down, and you you can open the shit back up, but you have no way to have, because most people don't want to get it sick. Yeah. No, it, and I, yeah. I I had a friend ask me. She asked me, she's like, so wait, is it actually safer out there now? And I was like, I mean, I'm not an epidemiologist, but the answer is not really, not until we have a vaccine. But Or massive testing, something like that. Yeah. Yes. I and, and you know what? I am not I will I will happily say I am not an expert on this. Cause you know what? I trust epidemiologists. They're really fucking smart. They would go to school for like a long time. I know, because I went to school for, like, a long time. <laughs> I know a lot of stuff, too. Yeah. And in fact, I know enough to know that it would take a really long time for me to know as much as the epidemiologists know. So I'm going to save my precious time, and that's why I cannot give you a breakdown of why that pandemic video is horseshit. Because you know what? That's a waste of my time. I, can, <laughs> I, I have efficiency. I, I, I need to learn other things. I need to learn how HIV works and meds and things like that. You got Doug to watch. Yeah. <laughs> and I have Doug to watch. And I'm not going to waste my time on this. But what about this website that tries to sell my grandparents gold? They say something else. <laughs> and what about them? And if, I drink the, and if I drink the bleach while injecting sunshine <laughs> up my ass, will that solve the problem? Uh, yeah, you think about that one. <laughs> and the thing is, I get it. There, you could so easily say it's like, oh, well, then you're clearly just a sheep. You're just accepting whatever the authority figures you trust say, and you're not doing independent research. And to which I say, yeah, because I have the ability to discern trustworthy from not. And and you're right. You feel the same way, but you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> the ability to. Decide what is sensible and what is not. Noted ability not possessed by Doug Funny. (laughs) So I know I am a sheeple, but you know what? I'm okay with it. (laughs) 
Yeah, you're a sheeple with empathy. What a weird yeah. thing. Yeah. I'm a sheeple when people when the source is good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Call me crazy. I have not run the experiments on whether or not drinking bleach might actually cure all of my problems. Because I don't trust the people who say that, and <laughs> I've had bleach ruin a lot of my shit before. I'd prefer to not have it ruin my insides. Look, I was I was drinking it anyway, so it's just no change for me. <laughs> I promise I'll get off this soon. It's just this is what this, what this episode brought up for me. Oh, was, yeah. it's completely was the people awkward. standing around going, "These are just silly and pointless rules," and they just no, they're not. They're actually really well thought out, and there's a lot of background behind it. And if you would sit down and take the time, like that's the thing. If you are questioning something, then you should investigate it deeply, absolutely. <laughs> But you don't get to demand that other people do the research for you. And you don't get to demand that 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 everybody be as intimately familiar with it. It's like if you distrust something, you should investigate it. Absolutely. Yeah. But I, I just Incidentally, I'm just Jim Jenkins bonkers. did do 9-11. Probably. I'm just I'm, I'm very frustrated by people who think that saying, well, it's silly and pointless. It's like, no, it's not. There's actually like a lot of good reasons. There's a lot of good reasons why you can't vandalize the statue and why you can't shit in detention, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Poop in your diapers like a man. Yes. Yeah. Okay, but so <laughs> so anyway, so the rulemeister is like is like, yeah, this is it. Like I love. It. He sort of says, I love this job, right? As he walks back in, which I mean, if he's making rules that are helpful, then sure, that's good to like your work. But he's very uh, clearly just enjoying the fact that, ha, I can cause people to suffer just to make them obey. Right. This is what uh, this is what conservatives think. Liberals actually think. <laughs> but thankfully, our hero Quailman lands in the rulemeister's house, and uh, the rulemeister says, "You can't be here. No visitors after six As he writes it on a piece of paper. He's like making up rules as he goes. Uh, and <sighs> so then, recall that Quailman's powers are intelligence, speed, and grace. Right? He has literally never demonstrated grace, by the way. <laughs> right, social or otherwise. Really quick, though, he flies in, and the machine's right there, and then he could do something about it, but first, he's got to fucking own the Rulemeister with his own <laughs> logic. Right. He has to use his... Well, he also says, he, use, he says, first, I have to use my intelligence, and I must come up with a plan. And that strikes me that he didn't come up with a plan before coming here. He's no, just like, oh, he's wing just it, whatever. on it. Yeah. <laughs> And then he says speed, and he reads the Rulemeister's book real quick while saying, remember, kids, reading is fundamental. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he he reads it backwards, and to me, like, ha! he reads it front to back, and the reason I think this is is because Quailman only reads manga. Yeah. And he knows that this <laughs> Quailman is... as an anime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, all right, this is how all books are written. But, yeah, so he goes in and he's, like, reading this book, and he's like, aha, I have it. Oh, yeah? Well, how about rule number 1,987,642? Huh? All socks must match at all times, except on weekends. Oh, no, I've broken my own rule. And the well, rule here's what pisses me. Here's what yeah. pisses me off so much about this. Yes. That uh, is the 
easiest setup you could possibly do. Just show him with his socks. Just have a good, like, shot of his socks and don't explain it. And then you have a setup for this happening. Instead, yeah. they just, it just happens. <laughs> it just fucking happens. And it's the you know, socks must be matching on all days except weekends. And then we reveal, dun da da da, that his socks don't match. Oh, and he's, and he literally says, I'm weak. I'm a failure. I'm, I'm melting. <laughs> As opposed to the real world thing that happens when you point out that somebody in a position of power is being a hypocrite or out rule enforcement, which is they say, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. I'm the rules meister, asshole. Yeah, the rules don't apply to me because I'm the good guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look, yes, I said that you all that being caught doing cocaine should result in uh, you being in jail for a hundred years. After my fuck up son gets caught pissing hot for a job, I got him. Actually, never mind. He gets to go to rehab. He gets to be a good boy. <laughs> and the Ugh. idea, and that's the thing, is that because. Uh, one rule has been broken by the rulemeister. Therefore, the entire structure is all bullshit. Because if you can point out one inconsistency in your opponent's argument, then obviously everything they stand for is wrong. Uh -oh. Boom, got him. And this, yeah. is the yeah, world, this is the world that comes... Do you, remember, do you remember when John Kerry was accused of being a flip-flapper? Oh, God, yes. Because God forbid someone grow and change. Admittedly, some of the stuff he grew and changed for was uh, him going from saying, actually, us doing wars of choice is bad, to him saying that actually Iraq is cool and good. So well, that was a worthwhile thing to, like, there was a worthwhile criticism buried in there, but calling him a flip-flopper for once upon a time you said awful shit was good and now you say awful shit is bad? Like, no shit. Yeah. I'm capable of realizing that we've made terrible mistakes. Yeah. And it's the nuance of being able to say, like, because it's true, we I've been giving my patients different advice from week to week because the data changes from week to week. And the thing is, is that if you wanted to go, but that doesn't make any sense, you could say, well, I can see how you can see there are some inconsistencies here relative to here. We're doing it because of this. There's some nuances here. But you're right. Some of this doesn't make a ton of sense. The gestalt of it, though, is this. And if you can accept that level of nuance then you can navigate the world like a grown adult. Yeah. But if you can't, then you start bitching about when can you get your hair cut because it's inconvenient that the virus is killing people. Yes. <laughs> but none of those people matter. I, my haircut's what matters. I have to go, instead of navigating the world like an adult, I have to go own the rule, Meister. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell him that actually you're breaking some of the rules that you've come up with. What do you think about that? And the correct answer, as established in conservative jurisprudence, is, yeah, no, that doesn't apply to me. Goodbye. Oh, yeah, it's just for you. Yeah. It's just for you. This, has, this episode is such like a weird like grasp on how authority works. Yeah. And and furthermore, uh, after Doug owns the Rulemeister, in in a weird moment, I don't really understand how this applied yeah, this to anything. This is bizarre. But he, goes, he goes, don't be such a silly meister. You know, you really ought to get a hobby. He's saying that he's like trying to console the Rulemeister, and Quail Dog is crying. Yep, Quail Dog cries a single tear. <laughs> Why is he crying about this, like... Guy that's dressed all like like a Nazi. Like, what is, like, what is he doing? That like I'm going back to uh, that uh, picture of the rules at the start of the episode where we saw that the one thing was in a completely different font and much bigger. I think this went through a couple of editing passes 
Because this mm-hmm. feels like it should be the climax of the episode. But it's not. Drags they, on. And like, I mean, it that feels like sort the, of is. But that I could absolutely believe there was a different line there at first, and they re-edited it in post because, okay, otherwise that's just blank-sucking nullity. Yeah. Also known know. as Doug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then it's on break. Play that music. Yeah, for real. Uh, so anyway, Doug is like, all right, well, now it's time to turn the weekend blaster off. He actually says it's time to unfix it. Yeah. <laughs> we have to put, exactly. get rid of all these pointless regulations. Yeah. And so he, he goes to turn it off and he does turn it off. And then he goes, well, I did it uh, thanks to this handy instruction manual I found. And then he reads it after doing it. Like, he does the thing and then he credits and he's, whatever, God. who cares? Time's meaningless. Cause and uh, effect are not related. Right. And he pushes the machine and he runs it in reverse and he spins the world the other direction <laughs> and it creates a new day. Fun day. The week now has eight days. <laughs> Everybody is still going to die of being cast out into the cold void of space. Yeah, the sudden <laughs> shift in the Earth's velocity would like rip out the entire upper atmosphere and then everybody just like suffocates to death slowly and agonizingly. And not not to, to beat a dead horse on this one, but also none of that is necessary to adjust the week system. Right. <laughs> you just say, oh yeah, there's another day. Or hey, Monday is now part of the weekend. That's, what, that's it. <laughs> But now they get to die on fun day. <laughs> yeah. Well, we believe so they everyone's... named it due to irony, sir. Yeah, exactly. So everyone's celebrating fun day. They're having a picnic outside of the Rulemeister's house, and Doug's and Quailman's waving out the window. And but now it flashes us back into the real world. Uh, as Bone is saying, "Hold it right there, Mister." Uh, which Doug has already drawn on his paper. He goes, no drawing in class, and rips the paper away. And then that Chekhov's gun, which we've been so accustomed to talking about, appears. The first time that they've ever pulled it off successfully, so kudos. (laughs) Shit doesn't just happen. We have a setup and a payoff. Finally. Brilliant writing. (laughs) Finally, we see somebody take a dump in the classroom. (laughs) (laughs) Finally. But no, they say, uh, oh, Doug goes, oh, well, Mr. Bone, do the rules, school rules apply to everyone? And Mr. Bone's like, yes, of course they do. He goes, well, you just broken the rule of stealing other people's comics. And Patty, like, immediately runs to the front, and she's like, yeah, and she, like, looks at the book. She's like, the penalty is Saturday detention, like, everything, I guess. You can't, the (laughs) vice principal doesn't have detention, and he's already there. Yeah. He says, it's a rule, Mr. Bone. But it's a silly and pointless rule. No, it's not. Not grabbing other people's (laughs) comics is a good rule. That's a good rule. Grabbing other people's comics is a bad thing to do. And two... You're just like, if if you were just like, aha, you took my you took my comic. That's breaking the rule. The what real vice principal would be like is like, yeah. So what? You can't do anything to me. <laughs> or he would just say, I'm already here, aren't I? Yes, it it doesn't make sense on any level. 
Or it's just that, yeah, this is for students. There's a section for students and there's a section for, like, uh, like the teachers. Like, I, I imagine there's there's a rule in there that says you have to do your homework, but the teacher doesn't do have to do the homework every week. Or, like, there's a thing in there that says don't look at someone's test answers, but the teacher has, has to look to at the it, test yeah. answers to grade it. That's just because Mr. Bone just spends every weekend in detention because he keeps breaking the rules by accident. <laughs> yeah. He keeps putting fuzzy underwear on the statue and going, ah, oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, oh, no, but it's a silly and pointless rule. And everyone goes, that's what we've been telling you. And, like, look, we've been telling you it's been stupid and pointless to not let us poison every animal we come into contact with. God gave us this power over nature to do with as we pleased. Right. And, I mean, like, what really kills me is, is like, if you're going to, like, buy your logic, specs, and reasons, people, that almost never gets them to change their minds. They almost, all the time, just double down. Like, when you, yeah. when you're just, like, when you argue with somebody about something, you're not going to change their mind. It never yeah. happens. Which is the other reason that I have not invested my precious time and energy into, into reading whatever dumb bullshit is out there. Yeah. yeah, the only the only reason to argue with people isn't for the person you're arguing with. It's to it's show everybody. Audience. Yes, it's for the audience. The yeah. the shitty right wing trolls know that, and uh, they know how to fucking weaponize that. And I'm so grateful. I am grateful to every layman who is. I've I've had a few friends on my Facebook feed who have just snapped <laughs> and are just going off on people for posting dumb bullshit. And I'm so grateful to them because. <laughs> yeah. Because it means a lot. <laughs> That's why I, for you, the audience, tell Sam to stop making so many dick jokes. <laughs> I know he's not going to do it, but now you know. That Just picturing you with a bucket trying to stop the tide. <laughs> yeah. The rule, Meister's third rule is that you can't nope. have a... <laughs> <laughs> nope. Edit cut. A penis longer than four inches. Oh, my God. <laughs> so... So then, Doug goes like, Mr. Bone, may I suggest a new rule? Another rule? Which is actually said very pitifully and adorable. <laughs> it made me very sad for him. He's getting, oh, just to also imagine, you're like a person in your 40s, and all these 11-year-olds are arguing <laughs> with you. And also, insane. he's saying not, not another rule, but he has the 24th edition of the book. <laughs> There's been another rule for years. At least 24 you of them, like in fact. the rules, you dipshit! You yeah. can change them! Well, he says the rule is no detention on Saturday, and Bone's like, hooray, and they all leave. And Oh, but wait, 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 sorry, we've got one more rage-inducing moment. Great. Which is, uh, which is Mr. Bone saying, Effective immediately? Well, it's up to you, Mr. Bone. In the most condescending voice. <laughs> oh, God. The voice of a person who knows, it's like, you're going to have to look into your heart to see what the right thing to do is. Yeah. And immediately slamming into triple detention. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> exactly. It was just the, the contempt with which people inform me that I am a sheep. <laughs> the contempt with which people inform me that I'm a shill for Big Pharma. The contempt with which people tell me that vaccines are actually bad. <laughs> oh. It's all in there. That, that pity. That they're so much smarter than me. Vaccines are good, actually. They make you care about Doug. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got it. Let's not dig into this <laughs> joke. So, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's wild. And so they all they all bust out of the door because 
bonus to get to his yodeling class, even though he was already, he's already there. The day. He's already, Whatever. He's already there. And we're due now for the thing that you, dear viewer, have been hoping <laughs> for this entire time. The part where Jim Jenkins tells you what he thinks the moral of this episode was. And oh boy, it's a good one. Well, Quail Man, I guess some rules aren't so bad after all, right? Yeah, like the one that means any rule that impacts me ceases to apply. <laughs> the problem wasn't that the rules were silly Just... and pointless. That, like, the op- there's an observation that's become quite popular in recent weeks. The core of conservative philosophy is that there is a group the law protects but does not bind, and a group that the law binds but does not protect. This Oof. is perfectly exemplified here. The problem is not yeah. that the Rulemeister's laws are stupid and arbitrary. The solution to their stupid arbitrariness is to just proclaim the right kind of people are exempt. <sighs> you better goddamn well believe Fentruck still gets Saturday detention. But the second the law law potentially interferes with a good Virginian conservative getting to go to fucking quail brunch, the law must end. Now let's all get out there and cough on one another, team. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's the moral here. Does anyone have any debate on that? I mean, like, they fucking say silly and pointless rules should exist, but they offer no criteria as to what makes a rule silly and stupid. It affects me. That's it. Yeah, Yeah. that's it. And especially because the moral is, I mean, as we've gotten to here, it's like the moral isn't that some rules aren't so bad after all. That has nothing to do with anything that this entire episode was about. The moral should have been talking about what makes a rule good, what makes a rule bad, and how sometimes we get in trouble and we kind of got to acknowledge that, hey, maybe putting underpants on a statue of the school founder wasn't super great. But that would entail questioning authority and therefore is fucking verboten. Mm. (laughs) Indeed. Instead, we have to make a new form of authority to make it okay. Yeah, the authority that (laughs) understands that there are the elect who are not bound by anything but are protected, and everyone else, some kind of undermen who the law applies to. Oh. Yeah, oh my god. This episode made me so very angry and sad, but it was nice <laughs> to yell about it. Oh my god, yeah. That brings us to the end of this episode. Katie, how are you feeling right now? You know... Mostly, I'm, I tell you, the thing I'm actually feeling is that because I was ranting there uh, for a while, is that I'm going to have said something with less nuance than I truly believe it. And I'm afraid my anxiety disorder is saying that someone's going to seize upon that and drag it and use it to prove that I'm not a good doctor. But I'm going to soothe myself by knowing that if someone really wants to do that, they're welcome to sit down with me in real time, and we can go toe-to-toe intellectually. (laughs) And who knows? Maybe maybe that person could teach me something really valuable, and I would walk away with a a useful new perspective. Also, they've been forced to listen to an hour of this podcast, and so you already have a major advantage on them in terms of mental damage. Take solace (laughs) in that nobody is listening. (laughs) 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 oh my god yeah well thank you so much for joining us this has been a joy uh kitty do you have anything you want to like plug or promote about this uh yeah so the the one thing i will plug uh i if you want to read some of my writing so i do 
uh, poetry. I do performance poetry, and I also uh, do uh, stories about dragons and magic and bullshit. And you can find that Ooh. on my Tumblr on inmedicalres.tumblr.com, which is a pun I'm very proud of. That's a pretty good pun. <laughs> uh, and I would also like to promote that everyone please be kind to each other. This is hard and it's scary and we're starting to get sort of numb to the scariness of it, which makes things even more confusing. So just be gentle and please, I maybe I'm wrong when I say this, but I really do believe that the vast majority of the medical system really wants to help as much as we possibly can. Please believe that any given doctor or nurse you meet genuinely gives a shit and even if we are somehow horribly misguided sheeple, we're still doing the best we can to serve our fellow man. And make sure that you can say the same about yourself. Hell Unlike yeah. Jim Jenkins, noted monster. <laughs> parody, parody, not actual. <laughs> parody, parody, you, parody. That was that was a very pure uh, ending to this, and in in direct opposition to this terrible episode. Wow, this episode <laughs> sucks. Yeah, for real. Oh my god. Well. Thank you so much for coming on. Once again, this has been a blast. It was awesome being here. Thank you so much for having me. I was I was really this 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 really brightened my week. It's been a it's been a dark week and I was really, really glad to get to do this. Hell yeah. Woo. Thank you so much. So let's call this one here. Uh, thanks everyone for joining us on another episode of the Funny Papers. Goodbye. Boy. Toodles. So who the hell is that Kate person anyway? <laughs>